0: We've got the holding screen on, so you can basically do a dance in the background and no one can see you, Anna. So we're we're we're, we're safe. <laughs> can everyone hear us? Is the sound balance all right? Everyone in the in the in the chat. Hello. Good evening. There we are. Uh, am I Barry Jones? Is asking if I feel old. Uh, not particularly. No. Uh, I've, I'm only a few days older than I was last last week. Even if I have moved into a new decade of life. Uh Lots of, uh, hello everyone! Hello, hello, hello! In the chat, lovely to see you all. Um, good grief! Someone's just watched all forty-eight previous episodes, and this is the first live one. That's a oh, lot. Wow. Of, that's a, that's about a hundred. probably about a hundred hours of rail matter, because some of these do get a bit long. We'll do our best to keep this one nice and tight. But uh, I always say that, and they always end up running long. Um, crikey! Anyway, right. Enough of me wittering on. Anne is here. Anne, I'm going to do this. I'm going to press this button, and, and we'll say hi to you. If you're if you're, are you ready? I can do it. Can, can uh, can I'm I'm ready. Hooray! Hello, uh, hello, Hello, hello. Lovely to see you. All right. It's uh, it's um. You yeah. You're in the hotel room. You you're wearing spectacularly snazzy looking headphones. Actually, they they look really quite quite something. I I need to get the cool headphones. I've just got these little earphones that sort of stick in. It's, it's, uh, anyway, um. Yes, Anne is here. Everyone, we're we're, we're going to have it's a it's it's quite. We have a spectacular episode lined up. Uh, the slide. It was a lot of fun going putting this, dropping all the slides in. So I'm I'm really excited about this one. Um, there is no news. We're just going to launch it. So first, before we launch into the episode proper, uh, Anne, why don't you introduce yourself to 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 the Rail Matterers and tell us tell us what what you do and uh, and what you're going to talk to us about tonight.
1: Um. Well, hello. Thank you very much for having me on Rail Matter. Um. In my real life, I work for a um, railway company in the UK. Uh, But in my previous life, I worked, I lived and worked in Washington, DC, and I was a staffer on Capitol Hill on the Senate side for uh, five years. Um, So I have a lot of experience riding the subway, both the DC Metro and the underground subways.
0: Ah, I see. Hence, why you're going to join us and talk about um, the various uh, burrows underneath the, uh, the the US capital. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. I think basically, given given that there are, I think there were maybe 27 slides. Where so it's going to be it's going to be a bumper bumper visual treat. I think we're going to go through some of those fairly quickly. So people are, people are getting nervous in the chat, knowing that sometimes we have 10 and it still goes on for two hours. Uh, it's okay, everyone in in the chat. It's it's fine. I propose we uh, we crack on. Um, everyone, I think the sound is fine. Is the sound all right? Everyone getting the sound balance? It sounds good. I think the sound balance is fine. Um, lovely. Uh, lots of people saying lots of people are doing like rabbit ears around. Some of these go long. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. We <laughs> try our best. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. Without further ado, um, yeah, it only remains for me to say welcome to tonight's rail matter. <laughs> The lovely intercity two two five fades away uh oh you saw a glimpse of the us Capitol buildings there actually but um we we're first of all we're, we're bringing up this image here, which is of well I'll tell you what first of all let's get the two of us up next to each other here there we're, we're okay. both up in the corner now um tell us about what is on screen and what what's this I, I see lots of water and some nice uh what is that neoclassical uh architecture uh, those arts. We have some, there's a lot of
1: Beaux-Arts going on. um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, DC is full of Beaux-Arts and we'll actually kind of get to some of that when we uh, talk about the DC Metro. But what we see here is the Jefferson building of the Library of Congress. Um, Now, the US Capitol building was built in fits and starts from the early 1800s. 1800 is when it was formally opened. Um, and then it's just kind of kept going since that point. Uh, there's always construction happening around it. But at the turn of the century, um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a significant flurry of activity in the surrounding area. Because for the first time, buildings were built to house things which were originally housed in the Capitol including the Capitol power plant which was built in 1910 and then some of the other buildings we'll talk about but the first one to be built was this lovely structure which is the jefferson building of the library of congress named after thomas jefferson built in uh, 1897 um it's a beaux arts building and uh yeah it it housed it was used to house all of the books in the library of congress which is called that because it actually did serve as a library for the members of Congress Mm. housed inside the Capitol building. And pages uh, would be sent down with queries to pick up books, to help uh, get facts from the librarians there. But the structures uh, was too small to hold the number of books that they had been amassing over the years. So they built this structure across the street from the Capitol the Jefferson building. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah.
0: So, so it's, it's I've always wanted, so is the US, uh, the, the Library of Congress, is it a bit like the National Repositories in the UK in that they have everything or, are, or does the Library of Congress just have a, a selection of, of um, published texts?
1: Um, the Library of Congress uh, collects everything. Um, I've been at some zine fairs where we've actually talked to Uh, librarians from the Library of Congress about getting some small press zines in there, which is great, and some indie comics, Mm. but uh, they are indeed the Library of Congress because they have, they're supposed to serve Congress. There's actually an entire branch of it called the Congressional Research Service whose entire job is to answer questions from members of Congress and their staff. So I love it so much. You could literally have any question and then just call up crs and say hey i need your help knowing like what soybean production changes were from you know 1950 to 1974 and how many imports happened and they'd be able to pull those facts for you
0: oh fantastic oh whereas we end up stuck some for us it's like some spad stuck in uh, the british library for like two weeks not really sure where to start Um, hooray right so Right. Without so, next image. Prompt me when you want me to to slide on. I'm the graduate in the uh, in the presentation. So, um... so it's absolutely beautiful building. But then, uh, the way that they managed to transport
1: books was not simply by walking them across the street or having pages run back and forth. They actually established a very small book railway. Ah, you can see. Um, In the picture on the right-hand side, how kind of small that tunnel is. It's a wall-mounted railway, as opposed Mm to uh, tracks on the floor. Um, It's uh, electrically powered, uh, but it has a cable running back and forth. And the way it would work is that members of Congress would send a pneumatic tube over to the librarians at the uh, Jefferson Building, with their request in it, and then the librarians would put the books in the special wooden case and then, boom, send them through the tunnel, whizzing to the U.S. Capitol. Ah. The place it would go is uh, a place... They had a small cubbyhole in... um, Statuary Hall, which is the old House of Representatives. It's right outside the uh, chamber of the House of Representatives. And in the picture on the left, you actually see a member of the house uh, with the librarian, the librarian wearing glasses, uh, receiving a shipment of books uh, there. And you can see the telephones in the front so people can call the librarian with queries, etc. cetera. Um, so this was a system that was used for many, many years Um, But then uh, when the new Capital Visitor Center was built, the tunnel was uh, demolished. And um, now there's still a tunnel there. It's a pedestrian tunnel. But again, there are different ways to get information from the Library of Congress. You can call them up and get books brought over to you if you are in a a congressional office. It's a great system.
0: Mm. I suppose nowadays it's more like snippets and PDFs and scans being sent by email, right, rather than necessarily sending physical books as much. Yep. Yeah. I love these pictures. They're awesome. They're so cool. So yeah,
1: these are from actually the Library of Congress um and their collections and
0: repositories. And I think you said that quite a few of these images in the in the slides here are, are from that from the, the kind of the, the Library of Congress collection, right? So Library
1: of Congress and the architect of the Capitol, which is um the organization that oversees the management of all the buildings and structures on the Capitol complex. Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the next slide okay so we've got another fantastically grand bit of architecture on the next uh, the next slide here um so, tell us about this building
1: we talked about how um the congress had begun to kind of uh, strain at the seams of the capitol building which led to the construction of the jefferson building in 1897 but then in 1908 and 1909 two buildings were opened, Uh, again, Beaux-Arts style. These uh, were constructed, one on the house side that we're looking at now. It's the Cannon Office Building. Uh, It was designed by the New York firm of Carrere and Hastings. Um, And then if you go to the next slide, you'll see its Senate counterpart, Ah, which is the Russell building, uh, which opened in 1909. And the buildings mirror each other architecturally. They're very similar. Um, I worked for four years no, five years in the in the Russell Senate office building. Um, so I have very fond memories of being crammed into a small room with four other people, <laughs> uh, all like researching various health policy. But right. the main difference between these two buildings is that one of them came with the subway and one of them didn't.
0: Ah, interesting. Why? Why, why was that? Or are we going to find out momentarily?
1: Um... We can actually, Well, if you go to the next slide, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit here. Oh, crikey. (laughs) This is actually the first subway. Uh, Again, um, not really much of a subway. Uh, It's a car. It's a battery-powered Studebaker car, uh, kind of an omnibus uh, that could seat uh, people in it. There were two of these cars. Uh, For some reason, they were called Peg and Tom, and they (laughs) ran from the... Uh, russell centered office building to the Capitol, which is about a three block walk um and i know people are like that doesn't sound like it's very far it's not very far uh, but if you're going back and forth for votes which are timed um uh, and you can't control when those votes might end they can't always hold it open for you to arrive your goal is to get there and cast your vote within that 15 minute time period
0: so this, yeah. so, so this is remarkably similar to uh, Elon Musk's current Loop proposal that's being built in <laughs> Vegas, right? Like it's a battery-powered car in a in a glorified buried lane of tarmac. This is it. It is,
1: it is exactly that. It's a car in a tunnel.
0: <laughs> I love it. This is fantastic. And um, I mean, there's a lot going on in this photo. I, I I feel like I need to do I need to do better audio describing for this one because it's so. This is like a uh, I mean it's essentially a glorified uh, horse and cart style vehicle. It's when it's when car manufacturers basically just took the horse part of the horse and cart and threw the horse away. Um it's got wonderful uh wooden wheels um, some quite nice carriage work actually in the in those mudguards. It's looking very shiny as well actually. Some lovely shiny paintwork and some seriously top-hatted mustachios as well. Um, <laughs> it's it's glorious. It really is glorious. And also quite like immaculately white infrastructure around them like it's quite it's well very again
1: this the the tunnels still look pretty pretty sharp um the mm. tunnel that you see here is on the senate side but if you go to and visit the house of representatives nowadays um this tunnel looks very similar to what you'll see um you'll recognize the railing in the background it's now painted red um And there's artwork on the walls, but it is this kind of stark white. This mm. is taken pretty much immediately after the building opened, um, so there wasn't much chance for it to get that dirty. It's a utilitarian area. It's not very adorned, and they've added in some bits and bobs to the entrances of the subway areas. Um, but they are pretty stark and white and clean.
0: Yeah, I quite like the aesthetic. I like the um, the illumination of the kind of the exposed um, wire work in the background. So it's quite, uh, I don't know, I really like that aesthetic. Anyway, mm-hmm. right. So on to the next slide. Um, so on the next slide. Oh, this... So then in 1912, <laughs> they got rid of the cars and they installed
1: a monorail system. And you can see here you have a giant cast iron rail Um, operated by a gentleman in the middle, um, and then you've got uh, seats on either side. They can uh, hold about 12 people in them. Um, Or a Washington Post article at the time said that it could hold 36 pages. And the pages are uh, the high schoolers who uh, run back and forth taking messages everywhere. And I have been trying to figure out how on earth this fits
0: 12 adults and 36 high school? <laughs> yeah, they're all hanging. Presumably, they're hanging off every single exposed surface, uh, clinging mm-hmm. on for dear life. This is quite the machine. I mean, this is, it's like, uh, yeah, it's its like a Rude Goldberg. It's got like that, <laughs> it's got the hydraulics as it hangs off. It's got what appears to be like a uh, a kind of, a, it's got an electric motor on the ground, which moves it along, I presume. So, so it's wheeling from above, but is it, I don't know, it's, this is Doolally. I love it. It's, uh, yeah, that's quite the... Again, we're going for quite like a, a bit of a gadget band sort of vibe in all of these so far. These these are quite quite off-the-wall sort of looking bits of kit that they've uh, proposed. Love this. So is that yeah. the driver in the middle that, as well? That would be the driver in the middle. And that's still the case with the,
1: um, the Russell subway nowadays. The operator sits in the middle uh, near the uh, gubbins that power... The machine. Um, Now, a couple reasons why you're going to have a subway on the Senate side versus the House side. Mm. The Senate has traditionally been seen as it was designed as more of an uh, aristocratic chamber. Um, it was designed as a deliberative chamber. The House is every two years, you get elected, majority rule. The Senate, at the time this building opened, uh, senators weren't elected, they were appointed. Wow. Um, so they were supposed to be the deliberative body, the slower body. Um, because senators were appointed, a lot of them had already had quite a career. They tended to be older Um They had to make the votes on time. Even looking at the breakdown of the Senate today versus the House, senators are on average older than House members. And the oldest senator is 87 years old. Um, Dianne Feinstein, who's in the offices in the Hart building. You don't want to have a senator who's 87 years old running back and forth. Um, The House was also seen as pretty cheap so uh, as compared to the Senate in terms of spending they have more members uh, so it just made more sense for the senate to have the system versus the house
0: it's uh, yeah that, that makes sense that's a, a fairly sensible kind of an understandable explanation and um, yeah i agree you don't want to be flinging you know forcing geriatrics to be running across streets to get yeah. from from one vote to the other i think it's quite reasonable for uh yeah, and it means that they get to ride this, these sorts of crazy contraptions. So, shall well, we... Uh, what, what's next? I mean, I don't know where we go from here. This is quite... We're already looking at some remarkable machinery. Uh, oh! Um, yeah, so this is a, a photo from Elliot Carter, who does a blog called Architect
1: of the Capitol, and that's an A capital rather than an O capital. Um, but he uh, took this photo. This is in the basement today of the Russell Senate office building, Um and you can see this is the current entrance to the subway. So when you come running down that brick corridor to yep. go catch a train, you'll pass this original train.
0: <laughs> so this is the vehicle. This is the vehicle or, or one of the pairs of the vehicles that we saw in the previous slide. I see. It looks, yes. um, it's a fascinating machine. That's really, I'm glad they've preserved it. And it's quite interesting that it's preserved for everyone to, to uh, ignore as they're desperately running to, to hop onto. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's nice. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's got a, again it's to try too much it's difficult to audio describe this because I don't even know where you start. It's like uh several benches I... like flat benches with like um a wooden bannister at the front and some railings on the side that you can sit on. It's got what looks like a washing machine motor where the wheels would go. Um uh, and that sort of presumably then powered it along and then it's got the and then the actual and then it hangs from above on this on this sort of um, latticed sort of railing that it, it kind of uh, hung from. That's my description. I don't know I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. I think that covers it. It looks nice. Yeah it's it's
1: a it's a gorgeous machine mm. um, for me it looks like somebody has taken the top of a train car off and just left the seats open air. Yeah ready to go um it reminds me actually of some of the uh early uh test runs that were done on london underground where you'll see the images of all of the uh dignitaries in the open air engineering trains just sitting on benches
0: (laughs) yeah 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 it is yeah that's exactly what it looks like oh fantastic so um ah now tell us about this gentleman
1: so this gentleman is the eighth architect of the Capitol. And he is the person we have to thank for the subway systems that uh, we have today on both the House and Senate side. His name is J. George Stewart. He's from Delaware. He actually served one term as a member of the House of Representatives in 1934. Um, and his he worked with his family's construction business. So he had both congressional knowledge and construction knowledge. And in the 1950s, he became the architect of the Capitol, overseeing a number of major building projects, including the construction of the Dirksen Senate Office Building, which was the second offshoot office building um, to open on the Senate side, and then uh, the Rayburn House Office Building, which was the third House Office Building to open. Uh, on the House side, uh, the Longworth Building had been built in 1933 with a tunnel leading, a pedestrian tunnel leading to the Capitol, but no subway. So he's the person who brought the subway to the House side of the uh, system. And if you go to the next slide, mm. uh, we've got this is uh, an example of the Rayburn Building. Um, it is. I think the largest of the three house buildings, it's got a gym and the subway system is down um, at the garage level. Uh, Again, I was mostly on the Senate side, so I did use the house side subway, but not as much as the Senate side subway. Um, and this building is a complete maze to me.
0: All right, what's um, what's the stone that's been um, that, that they use for the for the facing for these? Is it you know similar to you know London had a lot of Portland stone? What's the stone that was selected for a lot of the construction um, of the Capitol? Um,
1: well, for the Capitol itself, it all depends on the era. Uh, they actually use different types of stone throughout its construction because, again, construction started in eighteen hundred oh, yes. to designed by William Thornton. Benjamin Latrobe picked it up, War of 1812 happens, Capitol gets burned, Benjamin Latrobe comes back, and then the Capitol itself wasn't fully complete until the late 1800s post Civil War. Hmm. Now, this building, um, built in 1965, would have, uh, I'm guessing it's going to have granite construction on it.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you'll see a lot, of, there was a lot of Beaux Arts and neoclassical. Up until this point. Um and even with that in the Rayburn, if you take a look at the front, it looks just like a Greek temple. But it yeah, is a granite building.
0: This uh, this the yeah, the facade here is, is very is very Greek. Um I'm also enjoying this building in the background here. There's some for, for brutalism fans out there, like the can look at this. this is, looks nice. is it
1: the one to the right of it?
0: It is, yes.
1: Um, yes, this is a wonderful building. Um oh I wanna say it's designed by Mies van der Rohe, but don't hold me to that. This is actually the Health and Human Services building. Um, It was built in the 1960s um, for the then Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, and it is one of the worst places to work in a federal office building. I um, have friends who worked there, and the problem is when they designed the building, they designed it Uh, with a courtyard, so that you could kind of see out and get some fresh air, but they then didn't realize they had more people to put into the building, so what they ended up doing was getting rid of the courtyard, so it really is a giant, brutal block in the middle of D.C., but it's a lovely, I love the, it's it's absolutely gorgeous, and up until a few years ago, the uh, director's office still had, like, a 1970s stone facade um that felt very california ski lodge it was
0: fantastic yeah. <laughs> oh amazing um I, I should say to everyone uh, don't worry about orienteering too much at this point because we're going to get the maps up towards the end because i'm 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 not lost i'm i'm i don't know the, ca- the u.s Capitol complex well enough to know the geography so Anne's going to guide us through that with a map at the end, so don't don't worry too much if you're lost. Although if you've got two screens, you can shove Google Maps up next to it; and that'll probably help. Um, so that's a fantastic image of some quite—I uh, mean, it's it's pretty substantial architecture, isn't it? This is this is singing permanence in a big way. Uh-huh. Um, so next slide. Ah, right. Okay.
1: So this is, um, again, from the Library of Congress. This is an image of somebody standing on the top of uh, the Rayburn building looking over the construction of the subway tracks Mm. um, that will lead to the Capitol. Um, And we'll talk about the Capitol orientation later, but um, essentially you've got two separate uh, subway terminuses for the senate and house side because they each go to separate chambers so if you're going to the house side um you need to get on the subway and you'll end up in the capitol and then if you'd like to go on from there you need to catch another subway to the senate side or just walk because it's probably the easier thing to do um again only one of these buildings has on the house side has a subway but there are connecting pedestrian tunnels from the other buildings
0: I see. I, yeah, this picture helps with the previous one, actually, to kind of work out the geography. It's quite good. I absolutely adore... Uh, I mean, ev- everyone loves, like, construction photos of seeing how things are put together, but this is a particularly interesting one because you've got, got a bit of the geography going on, and then you can see this this cut and cover and the, and the, for, the kind of the supporting formwork and falsework. Oh, that's good. That's good. Also, fantastic-looking uh, kind of thermal jumper and uh, played, kind of plaid hat going on as well from our... <laughs> Our, our person here looking on uh, fantastic so um again a arch- nice archive image this one i think yeah. oh talking of construction photos uh here's yeah. another one yeah
1: this is actually for the 1950s um but again we're, we're all talking about um the era of architect of the Capitol, j george stewart so this is the Dirksen building being constructed the senate the second senate building to be constructed um and it is, it's is—it's a very plain, unadorned building. Um, out of the three of the buildings, it's probably the least significant architecturally. Um, but they have a green roof on the top of the building now with an absolutely fantastic design. Um, so it, it, But it, it does feel more like a federal building than the other two Senate buildings
0: suppose that is one advantage of a more austere architectural approach is that you can mm-hmm. kind of get away with doing fun stuff like giving it a green roof and it kind of doesn't <laughs> it doesn't uh clash yeah i, I like that yeah. also some some really excellent streetscape as well uh yeah some really that's a really nice photo with the with the the 50s cars and the foreground and the and that massive juggernaut truck with construction materials in the background that's fantastic really really good um so Talking of which, so, now this looks like, so the, being hauled into the sky is a familiar looking contraption, if perhaps slightly modernized. So this looks familiar to me. Tell, tell us what's going on here.
1: Yeah, well, what's going on here is the installation uh, of, they're getting the, the subway cars into um, the tunnels below the Capitol. Um, the Dirksen building opened in the 50s and They did a subway line from the Dirksen building on the Senate side to the Capitol in 58. And then at 65, they did the same thing with the Rayburn building. And the thing I love about this photo is that um, when the cars were unloaded from the truck on the house side, you actually had a house member. um, It was Clarence Long from Cokiesville, Maryland, who sat in The car as it was being unloaded from the truck and put into the tunnel, which just like, I know it was 1965, but still the health and safety implications of that seem really, really um, disturbing to me
0: yeah simon zev kendler is pointing out that this looks like it's going in waterloo and city style yeah it does it I looks like it's being dropped through a little chasm uh into into the subway system it's really cool i mean yeah i presume i mean it's presumably taking its design cues from its pre predece- from its kind of monorail predecessor right this is it's it's got that same uh it's got the same design it's got those, the benches and also i'm enjoying the fact that it's got yeah. it's got What appeared to be no more sophisticated than just some regular quilts protecting the uh, paintwork surrounding it. It's really good. Um, The
1: the interesting thing is that because the capital is always in flux and, you know, you have members moving in and out every two years. So there's a giant storehouse of furniture, of office equipment. And I feel like those quilts are ubiquitous. Um, really? because they are used to pad all the various things that do get moved around when members move in and out and things get remodeled
0: so yeah. those quilts are in all likelihood somewhere a, a bit dusty protecting something else <laughs> somewhere in the chasms of the under the caft. fantastic yeah <laughs> that's brilliant yeah absolutely absolutely fantastic for it. I love that yeah. um and and here we go oh, so it's still got a it's still got sort of guide rails uh, from above this thing Um, yep So this is, uh, again, the um, Russell
1: building one. So you can see it's got the monorail on top. It's connecting there. Um, And the big kind of silver uh, kind of shaft that's there holds all of the engine equipment. Um, So that's where the engine equipment is. You'll see a, a, a light blue shirt and that's the operator. So the Russell one still uses operators. Um, The operators, the the trains run on a regular schedule. They run um, from 7.30 in the morning to six, but because they are there primarily to ensure that people could get to votes. If votes are happening all night, if there's a Voterama, on something like a budget reconciliation bill with tons of amendments and senators are voting until 3 or 4 in the morning the subway operators are working until 3 or 4 in yeah. the morning um they tend to work an hour at a time then have a half hour break um f- just to recognize things like that yeah
0: this this one unlike its predecessor appears to have more conventional wheels underneath as well so mm-hmm. Uh, i might be wrong on that it's kind of hard to tell underneath but uh yeah it looks a little bit like more normal wheels and and some sort of rails here for anyone who's really wanting to nerd out but um yeah these look, it's just quite smart i just i quite like yeah. the idea of kind of this permanent infrastructure to 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 make the to, to ensure the functioning of of the state i mean it it, it uh of the of the country you know at a federal level it's it's um You'd think that there'd be more of an inclination towards public transport, given that uh, you know this thing's working uh, working overtime. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Again, it's got quite a clean. It's all quite smart and clean. Uh, you know, smart aesthetic. It's all quite tidy and well looked after. Um, yeah. Um, a couple other things to
1: to point out here. Hmm. You'll see that unlike its its predecessor, this one has slightly. It's it has sliding doors. Um, it feels like you're more enclosed. And then it's got kind of windows around the top, an open air structure, so it's like riding in a convertible. Yeah. Now these yeah. windows were put in at the request of um, Senator Margaret Chase Smith. This is this is the anecdote um, that involves these windows. Uh, she complained uh, with the old model monorail that when she was going to votes, she would have to duck and cover her hair because the wind would mess it up as they were going through the tunnels. Now, these don't go that fast, but (laughs) it still generates some wind. So Mm. that's why they have these kind of windscreens on this particular model versus the previous model.
0: So the so the um, uh so the male senators, with particularly buffon hair, were quietly kind of nodding in agreement <laughs> as this recommendation was uh, was being put forward yeah, I kind I can yeah. imagine it, yeah, I also like these little I quite like these cute little buffer stops that this thing has as well <laughs> I don't um, quite know what they're buffing into, but I quite like them they they're, they're, they're...
1: yeah, there have been accidents and overruns oh, um, yeah, okay. I think the most recent was in two thousand and seven. Um, because these are, are manually operated, so there are buffers at either end. Um, and if, in a photo later on, we'll show you some of what is is part of the buffer on the other end of this, but it does have buffers. Uh, if you also look on the left-hand side of the photo, um, you'll see a kind of a velvet rope there, Again, because the this is one of the things I love about the U.S. Capitol, there are so many interesting artifacts there that they'll kind of throw things.
0: I was going to say, to just into at. a cubbyhole, right. what's probably some spectacularly significant piece of, piece of uh, uh, statue, it, yeah. It,
1: this is actually, if I'm recalling correctly, and it's been a while since i worked there, but this is a plaster cast of some of the statuary that's up uh, along the pediment of the Capitol. Um, so you have similar plaster casts over on the house side subway. Um, so there's always, you always have that kind of interesting bits uh, that's there. And even when you take the subway ride, You'll see that people can walk down the middle tunnel, Mm. but uh, on the other side of the hallway, depending on where you're going, there will be state seals or state flags or things that celebrate the history um, of the United States and all of its constituent states um, along the ride to make it more interesting.
0: It's um, I mean, I, I find it deeply uncomfortable to admit it, but the thing that initially got me interested in the workings of U.S. government in a more detailed way was probably Parks and Recreation. All of a sudden, I was like, eh, this is all, all this wor- all the workings of government suddenly became quite appealing and interesting, and yeah, made 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 uh, U.S. bureaucracy seem cooler. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I will freely I'll put my hand up and freely admit it. In any case, um, I've I've scribbled all over this picture because there's so many interesting things to look at. So can you actually as as a as a, can you walk down this way as a pedestrian? Can you walk down this this center behind this big column in the middle, of the, in kind of the side of the picture? Are you able to kind of yes, walk the, through the tunnels as well? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you're, so you're
1: supposed all of them have walkways as well as um, all of them have walkways as well as these areas. Train, now the yeah. walkways are closed off to members of staff and senators. Um, And those escorted by members of staff and senators. Uh, So uh, uh, if you're a tourist in D.C., um, you can probably contact your House member or contact the British Embassy and see if they can get you in contact with somebody who might help you get on one of these for a ride. But it's not something you're going to be able to rock up on the day to do. Um, They have a security guard there who will be checking IDs. Um, But again, if... You don't want to. You don't want to battle with senators to get on one of these. Um, so you know, I was a lowly staffer, so I would usually walk, um, or more likely run down the way in heels, um, because you'd be going to a meeting, and it. You could. The train was fast, but walking was usually faster, mm. um, especially because senators have priority and precedence, and there's actually. Uh, a senator only a members only section of this train um that's reserved strictly for senators so staff can't sit there pages can't sit there it's just senators
0: it's kind of maintaining that priority so they can get to votes right it's that that, 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 that the yeah. ultimate purpose and um, is it so is it air conditioned down here is it quite cool or is it just generally because it's underground is it a bit cooler or does it get pretty stuffy um
1: i'm trying to remember and i believe it is air air-conditioned, but i don't know if you've ever been in washington dc in the summertime it it's built on a swamp and it feels yeah. like it so the goal is to keep as much air conditioned as possible
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, everybody's you ha- there's also a dress code for the senate floor um, you have to be wearing a blazer or jacket so even in the middle of summer you know when it's sundress weather outside you're still wearing a blazer or jacket and you're likely running down the hallways, in with your blazer or jacket, where or they won't let you on the floor. So, mm.
0: yeah. so uh, lots of deodorant uh, uh, on uh, being sold out of the uh, various shops at street level. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, there right. Are shops okay.
1: Downstairs as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have. There's a barber shop. There's sandwich shops. There's you know a little shop where you can get sundries and drugs and other things like like uh, aspirin kind of drugs. Um, yeah, yeah so and that's all below ground in the Capitol complex
0: really? okay amazing amazing right so next image oh okay. it's another construction image and there's there's a again a lot going on here yeah so this
1: is actually my i should have put in a photo of this building complete uh it's my favorite building of all the senate office buildings it's the hart senate office building um which is absolutely gorgeous uh it was built in 1982 Um, If you've ever seen people getting arrested in the Senate in front of a big black sculpture, it's in this building. um, Uh. Because Alexander Calder did a sculpture called Mountains and Clouds, um, which is in the courtyard of this building and extends up about six stories up. Um, They've had to take, it used to have a hanging structure above it. Um, where with the clouds the mountain extends Uh from the floor the clouds dangled from the top Um, they had to take the clouds down recently for renovation but every so often you'd walk by the clouds and see that somebody had thrown a paper airplane onto it (laughs) Uh, but yes the the hart senate office building and actually uh, one interesting thing i want to point out is in the corner um on the right hand side you'll see a little bit of a house there and that house was actually preserved during the construction of the Hart Senate office building, um, which has a bunch of which has some weird angles in it, because that is um, a historic site. It's where Alice Paul lived um, when she helmed the National Women's Party. And it's a really important Mm -hmm. site for the suffrage movement in the United States.
0: So this building here, this one that's got yeah, it's got the slightly strange, interesting sort of roof angles. This is what This is this is still there to this day, preserved. Um, still fantastic. there. Yep. Fantastic. Um, look at that, and and you can, I mean, you can see how much underground this. I mean, this this building is going down quite quite some way as well below street level, as well as shooting upwards. Another fantastic construction picture. So yeah. the next image um, is. Now, this is. These look suspiciously similar to the Birmingham Maglev. Actually, in these, that's when I first saw this picture. I was like, "This is the Birmingham Maglev. What is this?" So, tell us about what this is. Um. So, this is not the
1: Birmingham Maglev. (laughs) This uh, it, it does. It does have that. It feels more like a people mover system. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And this is the subway system that now connects. The Hart and Dirksen buildings, so two of the Senate buildings, to the Capitol. It's an automated system, Hmm. fully enclosed. Trains come every 90 seconds. It's uh, three cars. It holds 36 people. Um, It was automated in the early 1990s. um, And you can see here the two cars coming to and from. Um, And then on the right-hand side, you'll see all of the flags of every state Uh, that you'll pass when you're on this ride.
0: Look at that. It's very good um yeah to, to audio describe this uh all i can say is uh like the it looks very it's it's a people mover it kind of looks very birmingham mag levy to to the untrained eye um and yeah they're just little little nice little boxy things like a, like a miniature dlr i don't know it's that, that sort of vibe little 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 people mover, kind of automated thing and you can look at the front which obviously is the best thing about any form of transport is if you can look at the front um yeah like that. i was i was just on the newark um airport people mover uh
1: taking the train from Newark international airport to the New Jersey transit train station. And it's pretty much the exact same style. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So it's it's very, uh, but that's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the next image is uh, now here. Now we're getting really uh, technical. It's being something being maintained. What is it being maintained here by this, this very, this chap is concentrating a lot while he's maintaining whatever it is that's being maintained.
1: So, it's interesting that you said um, that uh, the heart-centered office building. You're like, wow, that construction is really going uh, down. They're really digging underneath, going down several levels. And one of the reasons is they have a workshop ah. where they maintain all of the subways, and it's in the heart-centered office building. Um, this is a guy named Craig Smith. He's one of the 14 people who work to maintain the senate side of the subway system um and here he's changing a wheel uh on one of the trains um they do a a lot of preventive maintenance to make sure that everything uh works okay but yeah he's down i again i've never been in this shop and i would
0: love to go to this shop just to see what it's like yeah Yeah, that's really cool says craig working away maintaining just getting on yeah i love um I love the idea that there's just, yeah, just as you say, that that building, I had no idea, but yeah, just a workshop with all sorts of different transport gizmos inside to uh, maintain. I suppose you talk about preventative maintenance. Yeah, the last thing you want is is if, in this case, if one of the, assist, the transport system fails, you're gumming up the works of government. That's not necessarily a good idea. So um, yeah, it's really important that everything works. Um yeah. Look at that. Yeah, nice. Thanks, Craig, for the work you do. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so I presume we're... Are we now in... Is this now the operations center with the like CCTV cameras and stuff going on?
1: Yeah, this is the control center. This is um, Eric Gage. Uh, and again, this is coming from a, a, a article by the Architect of the Capital talking a little bit about how the systems work. But um, Eric is monitoring the uh, system of the Hart and Dirksen subway. So that 92nd subway, he's making sure everything is running okay. Um, monitoring all the cameras and being ready to step in in case anything goes wrong. Mm. Yeah,
0: we've um we've got we've got some questions actually that pop in. This happens from oh. time to time. Um, people are allegedly suggesting that that was the Walt Disney Epcot People Mover system in action. Do you have any intel on that? Anne? <laughs> uh
1: I know that there were the the Walt. Let's just put it this way. The Walt Disney People Mover system was a major influence on American public transportation systems, um, and I, I don't necessarily think it would be this particular one, but it was an influence on other systems uh, around the country.
0: Uh, Simon uh, Kendler is also suggest. This guy is called Eric Gage, right? Yep. So this guy works on 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 fixed public transport systems, and his last name is Gage. That is nominative G-A-G-E determinism G-A-G-E for you.
1: Gauge, G A G E gauge.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's lots of love for that. Um, right. Anyway, we should leave Eric, uh, who's busy. And um, it's a it's a mob. What's going on here? There's there's a it's chaos. There's someone is being mobbed by lots of people with sound recorder apps switched on on their phone.
1: So I think uh, if you pay attention to American news, you'll actually see the subways on the news and that's because uh, both the russell and dirksen and hart subways all pull into a same terminus beneath the east front of the capitol and that is where reporters will wait to talk to senators as they come off the subway to go to votes I see. um so there's because reporters will have press passes and this is kind of as far as they can go mm. um without then having to head to the buildings. They can't necessarily get on the subways unless they're escorted by somebody. So this is uh, uh, Orrin Hatch, who is a senator from Utah, Mm. uh, being uh, mobbed by a bunch of press as he's getting off the subway from his building um, to go vote. And this is a very common occurrence. Uh, Senate officials actually had to remind people Listen, you know we're trying to do social distancing. Um, can you please avoid these kind of huge packs mm. around senators? Especially because other people are coming down the hallway, including staff who kind of need to get by. Right beyond this, there's uh, a set of two escalators going up and two stairs, and that will bring you to the Capitol Complex, where you can catch your uh, lift to go up into the Senate Chamber. Again, there are members-only lifts, so they can just ride straight up. Um, but yeah, this is a, a very common sight if you're watching the news and just recognise the background now.
0: So yeah, it's so because it, you have to go back to remembering that this system was set up to f- to make sure that government functions. So senators hop off the subway, and as you say, they basically get into an escalator and yeah, you know, and up they, they they go straight up into the chamber, ready to so that it's, it really is making sure there is the minimum time possible elapses before they can get in there and vote. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um I'm just thinking about how on earth we can utilize people mover systems underneath the House of Parliament to get people from I don't know, like uh, Portcullis House over to to the House of Commons or something like that. It mean, it needs to happen if it doesn't already. Thing is it's all be, it's all full of tube. That's the problem. It's all full of Westminster Tube station. That's the <laughs> issue. And I and no one's moving Westminster Tube station, I'll tell you now. Um right so that's so that's the mob that's so that's why that's where we we as punters get to see it most often is popping up in the news to see the subway in the background of uh swamped senators um yep. oh crikey. Well, if you could go back one one oh yeah um
1: yes one other thing to point out here is uh so you'll see the edge of the blue subway by the column there um so people are that subway's pulling in and uh the interesting thing is you know that's where you, you have space in case your car overruns. And many times that's been filled with planters. So it's like oh. you're pulling up to a little garden right there. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's it's something that wouldn't have bothered me before I started working in transportation. And now I'm just like, you're going to get dirt everywhere. Yeah, you going to spray uh,
0: people with leaves and splinters and soil if there's an overrun. That's not a good move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, so the next image is of uh, is another senator running a mock. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> so as I said, that it really is a mob of press um, waiting for senators to come off of the trains to talk with them, and if there's a controversial issue, you will have senators like this guy, who's uh, Jerry Moran from Kansas, who is uh, engaging in horrible behavior. And running across the tracks to avoid having to talk to the press, um, who are waiting for him at the end of the tracks. So please don't be like Senator Jerry Moran. Please be safe. This is a photo from uh, his his uh, home state paper, the Kansas City Star. Just telling people oh, yeah. don't do this yeah stay
0: off the tracks folks stay off yeah, the you tracks. can
1: even see the little danger sign in the background uh yeah like where danger say,
0: tr- like i presume live tracks or something like tracks. that yeah like mm. stay stay <laughs> stay off the tracks folks <laughs> yeah. um yeah crikey um right so the next okay so tell us about this these two images the pair of images here with quite a snazzy looking bit of kit it looks a bit like a metrocar mock-up uh with some people Uh, having a look at it. Tell us about this. Well, it is a car mock-up. So if you go to Washington, D.C.,
1: you may not be able to ride this subway that was installed underneath the Capitol, but you will be able to ride the subway to the Capitol, getting off um, at either Capitol South Station or Union Station, um, Union Station on the Red Line, Mm. Capitol South on the Orange and Blue Lines. um, And... The really great thing about these subways is that it was set up as a wonderful system, uh, the Metro system, and these are indeed mock-ups of cars. On the left-hand side, this is a 1968 photo uh, from WMATA archives, Washington Metropolitan uh, uh, Area Transit Authority archives. Uh, So the one on the left features the public uh visiting a mock-up of the car in 1968 and then the one on the right features president uh lyndon baines johnson uh, about to look at the mock-up um now lyndon baines johnson was the architect of the great society uh which really focused on bringing people out of poverty uh and he established a variety of programs um he developed the department of housing and urban development um and Uh, academic from the University of Maryland named Zachary Schrag has written a fantastic book about the history of the metro called the Great Society Subway and talking about how at a time when car ridership was expanding in the United States you had this amazing metro system being built um, in in what is a a non-intuitive move
0: yeah 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 absolutely yeah very much going against the grain. Um, oh, our faces mm-hmm. are in front of the text I put there, but that's fine. No one needs to see the uh, click on this button here. There we are. I'm just writing the Great Society Subway, making the use of my uh, silly Wacom, uh, which allows me to scribble more dexterously than I would have with a mouse. In any case, I, yeah, these are good pictures. I, I think I put the mouse on top of the press. Uh, did you say Lyndon B. Johnson?
1: Yeah, it's Lyndon Johnson. You got him. Yeah. You got the right guy.
0: So That's it. Uh, it's, that's like, That's the competition of naming all the – presidents as far back as you can um in any case so uh let me just do this and then so okay right we have a construction picture and already in this construction picture uh two things strike me the first is scale this is this is Mm -hmm. clearly a massive civil undertaking Uh, and the second is um what I can only describe as architectural prowess, this, you know, they've they've already uh, inserted some concrete um, interior lining in the excavation here for what I presume is, well, it's definitely a station hall, right? And then architecturally, this is stunning. Absolutely stunning. So this is um, a 1975
1: photo from uh, WMATA archives, and it is showing the construction of DuPont circle station. Um, Now, the, the very, uh, I'll wait to talk more about the architectural design, um, as we see other photos. But this yeah. is um, actually uh, the track bed for the um, the trains that are coming in. So this is where the platform is. Yeah. And the one thing I would point out is just the amount of solid rock um, yeah. above the. If you ever ride on the DC Metro, you should be prepared for some of the longest escalator rides of your life. Um, and we'll get to some of that later on as well. Uh, but it it was a, a feat of engineering to really have such a deep, deep tube system.
0: And, and yeah, it looks to blast a solid rock by the look of it, which is, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not um, that's not cheap tunneling. <laughs> but um, not cheap tunneling by any stretch of the imagination. So, shall we shall we skip to the next image? This is I mean I, yeah, in terms of describing this is very much a construction image. You've got lots of rebar sticking up in the middle where the platform probably where the platform sort of structural sit uh, next to the tracks. Mm-hmm. Lots of ladders and bits of drums and all sorts around here. A really good action shot of, of the construction going on. And actually quite familiar to anyone who's seen kind of crossrail pictures or anything like that, you know, building underground railways is is kind of it's, it's always looked about the same uh, throughout history. So it's this, this a really nice image, this one. Um, so another image here, we have... Uh, there's, uh, so here's a, an overground part of the Metro by the look of it. Uh, right.
1: This is uh, Rhode Island Avenue station in 1976 on opening day of the Metro, Metro here and now. Um, and even though it is a um, an overground part of the station, it still retains that kind of architectural language of the arch mm. um so you've got and as you one of the really fascinating things that I love about the DC metro system is the way that there is a unified design aesthetic throughout all of the stations um whether or not it's completely successful in usage is another thing entirely but you'll go to a station and you'll know it's a DC metro station just from the way it looks whether or not it is uh, overground or underground, and this is one of the overground stations on the Red Line, uh, Rhode Island Avenue Station.
0: Once again, some really nice. Um, I, I always enjoy U.S. photos, uh, like period photos, because the cars are iconic. Like this, <laughs> it's just you know, say what you like about car. You know the, the the fact the car dominated the way that the U.S. developed. There are there are some very colorful, nice cars in this in this shot. Uh, quite an interesting mixture of all sorts. Um, some nice AMCs and all sorts of fun going on. Anyway, um, that, that actually brings up, though, an
1: interesting point about the D.C. metro system. You have a center core, but one of the things which is a major contributor to the D.C. metro system is park and ride or kiss and ride. Ah, okay. So it enables people who live in the suburbs to get to their federal government jobs in the middle of town or and it's also enabled the, the growth of certain federal government hubs. Um, outside of the city because there is metro access so places like bethesda maryland where you now have the national institutes of health and walter reed medical center or they're accessible by several metro stations so yeah it, it it has it has been a great way of looking at how areas have developed due to the metro and vice versa
0: yeah and as you say it's just this it's this it's going against the grain of development attitudes at the time the idea of keeping cars out of the of the of the kind of the urban core is is not necessarily the attitudes that were happening in other major cities in in across the US or indeed the UK at the time so yeah it's really it's really interesting so right we've got a, a collage of photographs now so um take yeah. us through these and take us through these
1: so we've got a collage of photographs here and this is in a way to show you um the kind of unified design, um, which was actually informed uh, by the National Capital Planning, Commit- uh, Planning Committee, which oversees uh, all kind of designs in the DC area, and the Committee on Fi- Commission on Fine Arts as well. So you have a special design uh, imprint on the system, which wouldn't exist in other cities, and which resulted in. I think the most striking bit of this system which are these barrel vaulted ceilings Mm. absolutely gorgeous but the way that they're done with these kind of little insets on these concrete barrel vaulted ceilings it's reminiscent of the types of styles and designs you'd see in a neoclassical dome that might be Ah, in um, one of the federal buildings so one of the reasons I love the metro is that it's it's very space age looking. It's mm. very modern looking, but it's still bringing that nod to the neoclassical architecture tradition that exists in
0: Washington D.C. Uh, yeah. Now, oh, go ahead. No, yeah. no, I was going to say yeah. I hadn't really clocked that, but as soon as you say it, yeah, those it, it does it 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 really kind of sings that it's got that it emanates that sort of hint that nod as you say. Um, yeah, the inset th- those concrete panels, those prefab concrete panels. Um, uh, have yeah that inset sort of um, rounded rectangular shape actually yeah it, it, as you say that's exactly the sort that you have in the in the neoclassical it's it's fantastic yeah not really clocked that but that's um it's really nice it's it's one of those things the whole point is that you don't necessarily go ah well that's what that is it's just it's the nod it kind of you don't notice it. it enters the subconscious as you're traveling um yeah it's one of those things that that
1: feels familiar and comfortable um and and elevates that journey to something that you know you want to take, you opt over the comfort of your car because there is are there are these added touches mm. to it. So, um, yeah, I spent a lot of my time thinking about this and how transit can be a good alternative to the car if you design it right. Absolutely,
0: yeah, it should. Yeah. Like, it, it, transport is far more than just the raw numbers of people that you're shifting. It, it's 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 so much about the journey, about the the way that you know transport is in, is essentially we want public transport to inflict itself on people's lives which means that you've got to think about how it fits into people's lives what that um, you know what that feeling is what that what people feel when they're when they're conscious that they're going to have to travel by that system mm-hmm. um yeah i know that we're both singing on this off the same hymn sheet on that one <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh yeah but uh, some people don't necessarily notice yeah. that they just think about the raw numbers um yeah so- these are fantastic
1: a couple other things to, to point out here um, so if you look at the pictures on the top left and bottom right um, these are of capital south and lenfant plaza stations um, lenfant plaza is a interchange station which is why it's not an island platform uh like many of the other lines um but they have the same kind of uh, concrete structure the one on the top uh, on the walls that concrete design Um, on the walls. The one on the top right is Columbia Heights Station, which was built slightly later, Mm. and the design has changed. There's more solid concrete through the barrel, and then it's more etches rather than insets Mm. along the top of the barrel. So the design has been modified throughout the years, um, but it still does retain that sense of spaciousness even
0: though it's been changed slightly i really like the um the totem the, the information uh, totems with the uplighting as well i think that's a really nice it's almost like um i mean it almost to a bit of an art deco sort of i don't know the the the, the totems I, I really like those as well they, they kind of add they they um it's quite difficult to do passenger signage on an island platform like this because you've got nowhere to hang things that people can yeah. look at and the tot- i think the totem they work really nicely
1: well, that's actually one of the great things about the system, and one thing that people may not notice right away. So with that photo on the top right, look down the platform. You can see the entire platform mm. from where you are. There's, it, and that creates a sense of safety. Yes, there are lights. Yes, there are totems. But there's no place where somebody can kind of hide and jump out at you. Mm -hmm. And when they were designing this system, they were looking at other metros um, like the T in Boston or like New York's metro, where you have blocky systems that have beams and barriers um, and low ceilings. And they wanted to get away from that entirely and create this new language that not only was inspiring but also felt really safe.
0: Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's yeah, that, that in fact that picture. I mean, apologies for people in the video we're, we're um, watching we're, we they have rationed pixels slightly on these because they're archive images I think from the from the passenger transport authority that um so they're mm. not not hugely high res, but I think they still really evoke that they're still really evocative images. Um and, and yeah, you're right that one the, the top the top right image it's just that yeah, the, the vanishing point. You, you just have total sight as a passenger anywhere on that platform. You you. There's nowhere, there's nowhere that's hidden. It's good. Um, yeah. Tell us about the bottom left then. What's this? This is one of the, <laughs> the entrance. Um.
1: So the bottom left, the 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 uh, construction photograph we just saw was of this station Dupont Circle, and um, I put this here to demonstrate Dupont Circle's escalators are not the um deepest escalators on the system, but this image sort of gives you a sense of how it feels to go down into um, the DC metro system. Mm. Um, This particular entrance, uh, I love it because, again, like many elements within the DC metro system, there's something there which has a tie back to the local community. And... um, Here they have a poem by Walt Whitman etched along the edge of the entrance bowl, as it were. Um, Whitman, who uh, worked in D.C. as a nurse during the Civil War, um, and DuPont Circle is uh, traditionally uh, an LGBT neighborhood, and Whitman um, was a gay poet, so it's a way to kind of acknowledge Mm. that tie. Um, in a really subtle way which is also inspiring you know it's really nice going down into the metro on your way to work and being able to read a poem by somebody um, although I will note that when those escalators are broken walking up to get to street level is awful it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world yeah
0: oh dear yeah I can imagine it yeah it's 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 true like little little things particularly as it's etched so permanently I, I quite like Temporary art exhibitions are wonderful on, on transport systems, but there's something about the permanence as well of, of, of words like that being etched in. Particularly of someone uh, you know from the LGBT community, it's sort of like it's there, it's permanent, it's part of part of society. Part, yeah, it's really it's really nice. Um, so shall we right? Shall we move on from the collage? I think we have another another yep. quite imposing image with some uh, some metro cars whizzing back and forth. This is nice. I like uh, this.
1: Um- I mean, I love this image, but this is actually one of the major complaints of the system mm. is the lighting. You have up lighters. Um, you can see along the right and left hand side of the photos as people are leaning against the side. There's actually lights below them. So the, they're being illuminated from uh, uh, below. Oh, yeah. But it creates these dramatic shadows and people complain that the stations are dark and they can't see things correctly. And due to that darkness, there's also the sense that the ceilings are dirty or the stations are dirty. So at times Metro has had to um, bat back proposals to paint the ceilings to paint the concrete no, do to that. make them see brighter yeah no. um, because it is one of the major major passenger complaints about it uh so
0: yeah i mean it's important to listen to i mean absolutely important to take feedback from from um from passengers but i, I feel like yeah there's there's oversteer there's overreaction i feel like painting the concrete is the right like you can just increase the, the the lumens of your of your whatever kind of lamps you've got in the in the uplighting if you want to fix that problem. I was going to say that I absolutely adore the way the lighting changes in this. I think this looks fantastic. But um it is a it is a passenger system and so it, yeah, it's right to listen to what the passengers are saying they don't quite like. But um I really like the way the shadows are working, not just with the passengers kind of creating these interesting shadows, but also the the kind of the waffling effect of the concrete. Um you kind mm-hmm. of get these areas of dark and light that look really cool. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. stunning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have to be careful because we are like both of us care about creating passenger <laughs> systems, but also this is this does look sexy as hell. So, yeah. Uh, yeah there's um, right. Okay. Let's. So this this image. I don't know. Have, yeah, I think we've audio described that suitably enough. So yeah. Right. Let's go to Bethesda Station. Um, tell and, us about this picture. Uh, the
1: whole reason I wanted to put this picture in was again just to describe how the how there are slight changes to the aesthetic, but you mm. still have that overall barrel shape on the roof. So it's cheaper to do these cast concrete panels than to do the smaller ones. Mm. So you'll, you might see on some of the newer stations uh, concrete panels that are, are less uh, sectioned, um, but still give that overall view and um, sense of spaciousness it's not quite as nice as the central stations, the earlier stations. It doesn't feel like you're getting on a spaceship in the same way, (laughs) but there's still, um, good stations to be in.
0: Yeah. Do you know who this is in the photograph, by the way, she's looking quite pleased Uh, about the fact she's on the platform.
1: uh, This is one. It's just one of their, uh, press images, (laughs) um, as they're talking about accessibility on the network and, uh, Passengers being able to get around the network. We'll so, never know yeah. who it is,
0: but she seems quite pleased <laughs> to be traveling by uh, yeah. by by train. So um, we'll forgive them.
1: Yeah. Um, I point out actually one thing in the background. Um, you can look at the uh, customer information board, and this is uh, I think my major complaint about um, the DC Metro. Uh, when I go back and visit, you'll see that trains are coming in seven minutes. Uh, it looks like seventeen minutes, and then eighteen minutes. Um, And Bethesda, admittedly, is in the suburbs of D.C., but the headways on metro trains can get very long, um, Uh, especially at night. And due to COVID, they're actually looking at cutting back service even further, um, which is a real shame because it's a system that needs a little bit of love and a little bit of uh, TLC, but funding has been kind of, of uh, sparse as of late,
0: mm. yeah. Yeah, which is exactly the wrong thing to be happening, given that we want more, not fewer people to be taking these systems to get where they need to be. Yeah, that's frustrating. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. It's Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, it's still got that, the, architecturally, it's still got those rese- that recessed um, sort of uh, rounded rectangle. But as you say, they're, they're much larger panels, probably easier yeah. to manufacture and install, um, you know, less fiddly Um yeah, but it still looks. I think they still look great, though. Again, it's it's a lot of the it's a similar vernacular, this this sort of um, concrete arch vernacular that, that's been carried through all the stations, including that overground one that we saw earlier, um, as well. Yeah, it's nice. So, ah, well, Crikey! Well, given that we're <laughs> given that we're te- we've overrun by ten minutes, which is actually very yeah. limited amount of overrun, all things considered. Um, it's shall I shall I get the PDF map up? Actually, let's do that. Yeah. Um, and then, because that way I can um, show people what where where we're at, because we've done a lot of describing of of geog- the geography of the the U.S. capital. So here is a mm-hmm. here is a nice uh, uh, leaflet, I presume. This is like a U.S. Capital Visitor Center leaflet that you can have. This is a map. Um, yep. And this explains where things are. So um, tell me where to point, and I shall do just that. Uh, well, if you want to start
1: just with the U.S. Capitol, um, so <laughs> you've got the U.S. Capitol. Uh, on the right-hand side of the U.S. Capitol is the Senate side, so the Senate chamber is in there. In the center is the rotunda, so um, part of the reason we're, we're talking about this is because of um, the uh, the uh, domestic terrorists who were in the Capitol on uh, mm. January 6th, and they we're in the rotunda area, which is in the center. And then on the left-hand side, it's the house chamber. Um, so that's basically the Capitol setup. Now, if you um, zoom out a little bit, okay, you'll see essentially, oh, sorry, if you could zoom in a little more. Yeah, you'll see the the Capitol complex. So uh, right above Constitution Avenue, you have your three Senate office buildings, Russell, uh, built in 1909 Dirksen built in 1953 or so and hart built in 1982 um, and you've got subways going from those to the u.s capitol uh, along with um, pedestrian tunnels if you look down on independence avenue you have your three of your house buildings there There are actually now five house buildings um the o'neill and the ford house office buildings aren't connected to the capitol Uh, by tunnels but um the rayburn and the longworth and the cannon all are with the rayburn being the one that houses the subway to the Capitol. Mm. then um up along uh uh first street um both northeast and southeast uh you'll see the jefferson building um so it's by kind of uh the jefferson building is is uh There And that was the original 1897 building. Um, And then the two other buildings, the Madison and uh, Adams building of the Library of Congress, are now behind it. And then squeezed in there is the U.S. Supreme Court Mm. as well, because, you know, not like we can have a lot of little things there. Yeah, Yeah. we've got space.
0: Um, Squeeze the Supreme Court in there, no ball (laughs) there.
1: So in theory, all of this is really walkable. But again, if you're trying to get to a vote... If you're trying to get to a meeting, um, it is a you have to really plan to leg it from the Senate side to the House side and vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right, if I was back to the slide because I realized the tra- challenge I've got is I can't scribble on things. From okay. here, can I draw? If you tell me where it goes, can, what's the route of the um, the various subways roughly? Okay, so, so if uh, if.
1: Uh, if you start at Constitution Avenue, you'll see the, uh, Rayburn Senate office building. And you can just draw that straight to, uh, the oh,
0: wait Capitol. so Constitution oh, Avenue is, uh, wait a minute. So the Rayburn is down here at the bottom. This is the Rayburn. Oh,
1: sorry. Russell,
0: Russell, um, uh, Russell yeah. Senate office building. Okay. Yep. So I'm here. I've yep. drawn a little scribble. So that, yep. so from there, from there, which direction am I going? Uh, downwards. You're going, uh, down and uh, to the west slightly,
1: so, so to the left, yeah. So
0: kind of towards the U.S. Capitol building itself, right? Yeah, like that's
1: exactly it. And then, yeah, and you'll get there, and that's where pretty much you'll go.
0: Yeah. There it is. There's the connection. Okay. Um, and then, so underneath Rayburn House, uh, on uh, next to Independence Avenue, down here. Yep. Uh, there we are. So, so the other, so that, so this, this is the connection of the, this is the connection to the Senate that we were talking about earlier, with all the pictures of, of our, of our um, various senators getting mobbed and/or uh, running on the tracks illegally. That's happening on this, on this line that's between these two buildings, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Cool. So then the other, so what other underground bits and pieces are going on in terms of? So point. I'll do some more scribbling if I can. Um Great uh so you said so just down here the metro train the actual metro trains are kind of down here right they're pulling in down at the bottom near uh, next to the cannon house is that right is that where the metro oh serve?
1: no it, uh, oh sorry yeah at the uh at, so capital south is where you can catch that's the metro subway stop yep, so, yeah yeah so yes. that's the,
0: the main metro service kind of comes in there that's the big so that's the big metro service coming in um yep. right now guide me what else am i going to scribble on here
1: if you go to Rayburn mm. and you draw a line from Rayburn to the US Capitol, you'll get to the house side. Yep.
0: Kind of so that's you. your
1: house subway.
0: That's that's the house subway. So that yep, okay.
1: Yeah. And then you're gonna need to draw a line from the Hart and, and Dirksen
0: uh, yep, to the here. US
1: Capitol, because that's the other subway line.
0: Ah, so there's one that goes from here. Now which side of the house is this going to the to the Senate it's side? Going Senate side, yep. So that's going over to the Senate side over there. Yeah, nice. Exactly. There we go. Yes, yeah, so P- you have.
1: Yeah, and then there are pedestrian tunnels leading to the U.S. Capitol as well from uh, all of these buildings.
0: Oh, really? So yeah. all of these then have? Yeah. So I mean,
1: gonna... Jefferson does, Canada does, Longworth does, Rayburn does. Oh, yeah. um, the Senate sides do U.S. Supreme Court no. Um,
0: but yeah. So, so I mean, I'm not it, going to draw them, but inordinate numbers of pedestrian tunnels connecting all these buildings up. nice Yeah,
1: cool. you can enter the building and then not have to leave again until you go home. <laughs> there's restaurants. There's like it, it's it really is a complex mm. for everything that you could a uh, dry cleaners. Everything you could need is down there. That's so amazing.
0: Yeah. It's a, yeah. So I mean. That's been so that's been absolutely. Hopefully, that's helped with the geography a bit. Um, here we go. There, David. I drew the subway routes for you on the map. Just uh, that was a request through in the chat. Um, uh, yes. Right. Well, will tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to press this button here uh, to bring us side by side. And that was amazing because that's that that was the last slide. That uh, that was yeah. an incredible tour of um, of the U.S. capital. It's absolutely fascinating and really really. Um, uh, insightful as to what's going on. I think it helps a bit with the geography. Now we're seeing buildings, and we're seeing maybe kind of seeing these hints of a subway system. Now we know. Now we know. Um, send your questions in if you've got any. But um, uh, I think everyone's sort of been everyone's just sort of been absolutely fixated by it. There's very little. There's lots of people watching in the chat. We've got 80 people watching, by the way, live right now. Oh wow! Nice. Hello, yeah. hello, all 80 people watching live. Lovely <laughs> to see you all. Um, yeah, lots of yeah. I think we kind of answered a lot of the questions while we're going. Anything else you want to say, Anne? That was um, that was brilliant. Thanks. No, just thanks very much.
1: And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been one of the joys of my life to work for the U.S. Senate and be able to get a glimpse of this really weird underground world. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it, it is a it, it is quite a strange subterranean sort of uh, sort of complex. It's you don't yeah. It kind of, I mean. Lots of cities have complicated and strange subterranea. London certainly is a city with lots of things going on underground. But, um, yeah, it's interesting seeing other cities with quite, quite a lengthy historic legacy, perhaps not quite the legacy that, that London has in terms of length of time, but in terms of complexity of what's going on. I think there's there's certainly a lot going on underneath these this complex of buildings. Um, David Shepard is asking, um, in fact, Gareth Williams, sorry, is asking which building the brutalist HHS building was. Now, is that on the corner of, like, uh, 3rd Street and Independence Avenue? Is that right? Yes, that would be it. Corner of 3rd and Independence. So, I'm minute, pulling can... up
1: my map here.
0: Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. I go, if I go back to the map and I can yeah. scribble it over here, it's it's uh, here. Here. It's this this bit here. Yep. That's it. Exactly.
1: That's exactly where it is. Yeah.
0: Um. um good...
1: and there the best brutalist building in D.C., by the way, Um. and please look it up, is the HUD building, um, which is by L'Enfant Plaza Metro. Um, And it is gorgeous. Um, It's my favorite building in D.C. Uh, L'Enfant Plaza used to be my metro, and I had a friend who worked at HUD, so I I strong-armed her into giving me a tour of the building (laughs) just so I could see... All of the
0: joys of it. Yeah, it's really, really nice. What you described of the of the the one that we saw earlier, uh, the way you described it, it kind of sounded like what happens to so many brutalist buildings is that they, the, the fantastic vision that then kind of gets hijacked with some either design shortcoming of like forgetting that people need to fit in it and so they have to occupy an entire courtyard with more building or, you know, things. Like, it so often happens with these sort of... Uh, modernist constructions that end up getting compromised so yeah it's nice that there are a few other good examples around uh around dc um we've just got lots of thanks coming through oh thanks everyone for your thankses it's uh always nice um uh, uh yes ple asking me to please sing that london is the greatest city in the world to the hamilton musical soundtrack no ella i'm not doing that um <laughs> um Please ask David chapters is asking. Please ask Anne if any proposals have been made for the capital subway system or the metro that have not been built. Oh, that's an interesting question. Actually,
1: I mean the answer is yes because when um, the when the original proposals for office buildings came out in the early 1900s, um, there were uh, there was much speculation about the subway system which would go from the Cannon office building to the Capitol and people thought there would be one and then it ended up not happening um the dc metro system has had a bunch of fits and starts um i actually really need to get back down to dc to ride it because i haven't ridden the silver line to dulles yet which was the big thing Uh that was coming um but um Yeah, Zachary Schrag lays it all out in his amazing book, The Great Society Metro. So check it out. It's from 2006. Uh Around
0: the 30th anniversary uh, of the of the Metro, so that's the book. If anyone wants the history, that's the book. And given the given how stunning the, the 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 system is, it looks like a really good book to just have on the shelf. Really, as a as a as a nice kind of vision of what public transport can be, what transit can be in in urban areas. Right. Okay. To the to the end bits before we close out, I'll go through my normal like little stuff that I normally do. So. Um, First of all, uh, thanks to everyone who's listened to this in audio-only form. Hopefully we audio-described it suitably. Feel free to shout at me loudly if we did not, and I'll do better next time. But I think we did a pretty good job, Anne. Um, So, yeah, available on all good podcasting platforms. What else is going on? Uh, So, uh, as ever, the the thing that allows me to make these happen is is Patreon, um, because it essentially allows me to justify my time in prepping it. and So that's good. Thanks to those Patreon people who are on here watching. If you want to continue the chat afterwards, go to the Discord server. I, I, I kind of think I know what a Discord server is now. It's only been, you know, months. Uh, so that's great uh, the rail Nata Discord server there's like three hundred plus three hundred and fifty or something people in there which is crazy I don't even know how that works but it's amazing and if um and also PayPal I don't really need to talk much about that um next week next week we are talking about uh somewhat more um uh, somewhat anticlimactically i'm afraid compared to what we've talked about this time uh the west yorkshire mass transit proposals i'm going to do a page turn through through the through the west yorkshire mass transit proposals and sort of get an understanding of whether they are rubbish whether they'll ever happen and um, if there's any good stuff in there which there is actually there's quite a lot of good stuff in there so join for that one that should be interesting another page turn those are generally quite quite good um it only really remains to say um Anne, thank you so much for for joining us from from the us live it's amazing <laughs> yeah um, thank
1: you um this has been great
0: yeah i've had a lot of fun it's been really it's been a great episode it's super loads of nice feedback coming through in the chat there so um so uh, yeah that was that was really good fun absolutely fascinating lots of talk about architecture uh transport politics it's all the good stuff all mixing up together it's the best thing <laughs> that's absolutely it right anyway i shall uh, i shall let you go it only remains for both of us to say um cheerio everyone cheerio bye